on a cold February day in 1864, smack dab in the middle of the U.S. Civil War, the H.L. Hunley was lying in wait in the east coast of the Charleston Harbor, anticipating the moment it had been waiting months for, the first successful attack of a sub on a warship ever. You're listening to Casual History. going on jacob just just another episode of casual history for you jeffrey are you ready so casual of you to say i know we sound very casual people (laughs) it is sunday yes it is the deep dive episode that's right and it's your turn um to bring the subject that's right and judging by what that little intro (laughs) i'm gonna be interested (laughs) i don't know do you know this story already you know what i'm talking about I do not, which makes it interesting, um, especially the way you set that up. That's great. I think we should right? start every episode with a little... Little storybook. Yeah. Little intro, little intrigue. Dramatos. <laughs> Dramatos. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's what so we what, So what, what did you bring up? Well, actually, here, how have you been? How's your week I've been? I've been good, man. Yeah? You've I've been, been okay? good, just really tired, honestly, all week. Did you catch the five-minute gold rush? Yes, I did. You did? What do you really think? good. Thanks. I liked it a lot. Yeah. I yeah. found it and I was like, "Hey, that seems like heck yeah, man!" I I even got the next one for the next five minutes. Do you? Too, yeah, perfect. All lined up, boy. For those who don't know, shameless plug: we do yes. a five-minute version of a story, um, just kind of bullet points, quick and easy, digestible information every Wednesday. Yeah, pretty cool. That's right. So you and have cool stories to tell your friends. That's right. And these deep dive episodes, we try to give a bit more context and kind of dive into the story for those who are just joining us. I know we're only on our. Ep- what episode 11 this is episode 11 well we get to celebrate because yeah 11? we're double digits wow five minutes that was 10 that was 10 yeah Gold Rush was 10 yeah you're right wow that's crazy so we're in double digits man wow make it happen <laughs> we're actually <laughs> we're actually doing <laughs> we're actually hosting a podcast <laughs> it's great isn't it yeah it's been oh my fun gosh. well that's good okay so yeah let's get my into what subject you got. today uh, it's going to span a little bit. There's, I have lots of like side stories and little bits of information that I know you're going to want to know. I love it. <laughs> so <laughs> I made sure to include it. Okay. Um, I'm a nitty gritty for the details. But this is definitely <laughs> about the first submarine in the Civil War. I didn't even know the Civil War had submarines. Neither did, did you? I. No. But yes. you know what I imagine? This is going to sound funny. What episode? Was it El Dorado? When they had the, they flipped their ship and they walked underwater. Oh yeah, just the or, boat no, with the Pirates air. Pirates of the Caribbean yeah, too. That's right. Yeah, that's what I imagine the first submarine, quote unquote, being. <laughs> yeah, I mean you're probably not very far off, yeah, okay. especially from these descriptions. Okay, which we will get into. Um, yeah, where uh, it's been recorded of like who who's the first person to invent it. Yeah, uh, the couple of the first attempts mm-hmm. that led up to this story, and there's also more to this actual mystery there's a mystery to this actual story oh, it's a of mystery. this exact yeah to Ooh, this exact sub crime and uh mystery <laughs> we, we change our um description of our podcast that's right mystery. that's right so i guess i'll just jump jump right into something yeah uh, let's go so we're so, in the civil war is what we're talking that's the area right. we're talking about it is okay. 1864 wow okay it's so far- to give you more context yes 
because we got to get an overview of what's happening in the Civil War right now. Okay. Because I, I needed to know this. The South is getting their ass oh, kicked. Dude. <laughs> dude, <laughs> so kicked. So. Uh, okay, so uh, in 1864, it saw what was going to become the most controversial acts in the American Civil War. Right. So General Sherman started what was eventually known to be as the March Through Georgia. Do you know what that is? I don't. So in layman's terms... Yeah, give it to me straight. He decided that all bets were off, that his goal was literally going to destroy every city he saw regardless and just run a path of destruction. He just went straight barbarians and civilization, you know, the game, civilization. uh, We played that game before together. (laughs) Yes. Sorry. Yes. but (laughs) (laughs) Just ransacking towns. That's horrible, though. Sorry to put that in actual context. That's horrible. Yeah, It is. So uh, through... In this case, it was a march on a major railway, but with the intention of destroying anything that could be of use to the South once its army had moved on. Hmm. So uh, Sherman had started his march to destroy Mobile, Ohio Railway. His army consisted of 20,000 men. Okay. Sherman had by now decided to destroy as much Southern property as he could. When the war started, any deliberate attack on civilians was all out unheard of. Right. But now it was to form a specific part of Sherman's tactics in the South. He believed by introdu- inducing fear and terror, he could bring a war to a swift end. Confronting Sherman's army was a Confederate force that also numbered 20,000, but they were demoralized, poorly equipped, and poorly fed. Well, so so that tactic yes. I've read about in mm-hmm. a lot of different books, um, even in the kind of fantasy books I read, like a big war tactic is like like obviously what he's doing. He went straight up. Anything burned, like the city to the ground behind him. Anything they could use. Right. So, yeah. like housing, you know yeah. what I mean? Food supplies, yeah. everything. Gone. World War Two and World War One both had a lot. I mean, of course, right. there's a lot of that. And you do think of the in- innocent people and bystanders that, like, didn't have food, houses. Like, yeah. your town got ran through. So, you know he, what I mean? he, he even did that to the civilians. So, that was kind of a first mark of. Yes. He kind of went outside the rules of law for war. Yeah, the, the unspoken of rule of, like, yeah. yeah. Don't kill the civil civilians who aren't fighting like in the battlefield type. Thing. Right, because before yeah. again, war was different. From mm-hmm. my knowledge, it was a lot more um, like nose tactics to nose. based. Yeah, yeah. Like when you fought, you met out on a field. Yeah, you faced each other in lines. Yeah, right. And there was a beginning to it, and everybody stopped and waited, and they would signal to go, and then they would just both fight it out. Didn't that kind of stop towards seventeen seventy seven? Like yes. when we were doing the guerrilla warfare that was, was really the introduced. very first introduction yeah. of guerrilla warfare and the british didn't know how to handle right. so then post 100 years this guy kind of takes it up a notch and just starts ransacking towns along his route apparently he thought camp. it would yes that it would be so demoralizing that they couldn't use anything uh yeah. leave them in such a bad position that they would have to end the war it's terrifying yeah yeah it I is get it. so that's so that's what's happening in this year right then okay uh in February 5th, Sherman's army reached Jackson, Mississippi. His final target was where? Meridian. Meridian, Mississippi. Wow. Meridian, For Mississippi. Those, we live there. Wow. That was his final target. Not much of a target. <laughs> it's kind of small. <laughs> it is a small town. I guess everything does run through there, doesn't it? The I highways. Guess. But uh, I just thought that was interesting, plus because we used to live there for a couple of years. Yeah. I thought whenever I read Meridian, I was like, oh, crap. I didn't I didn't even know that. So, did okay, well, I guess we'll get there. But did he ever make it there? Because I don't remember 
any monuments or yes, history? Yes, I believe it was successful. Like he he, he made it all the way to Meridian. This, yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's what's happening currently in the Civil War. Right. Uh, there's a bunch of other things, but I didn't feel like they were like again. They're important, but there are very little details, obviously, mm-hmm. to a bigger context that I couldn't bring. Mm-hmm. But uh, obviously, that's happening right now. Okay. So I was going to go ahead and jump into like the first version of submarines ever. Yeah, please do. So, but so at this time they're making the march. Yes. But submarines weren't up to this point. I don't know when when was the first submarine invented? That's what I was going to get yeah, into. That's interesting. So, okay. Uh the first submarine is thought to be uh invented in sketches by you could probably Egypt. guess who it is. Egypt Leonardo da Vinci. Oh, okay. I was thinking like somehow we found some yes. old text of <laughs> technology some in Egypt. I'm always down, thinking so. it's somehow in Egypt, man. Something is always dr- driven from e- Egypt. Can you yeah. imagine just on Egypt's walls was like written a submarine? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I Dude, wouldn't doubt aliens. it. That's kind of, isn't there so, sort of some symbols that look like saucers? Oh God, um, I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't matter. We'll, there probably is. Another there, episode. It probably is just <laughs> straight up aliens. <laughs> telling us exactly what was gonna happen not to get too off track but i was so i was listening to an audible like on my drive here and there and to and fro um memphis Mm -hmm. and it's about fingerprints of the gods it's from john hancock and yeah he mentions about a lot about an old civilization um high civilization that could have been um descendants being egypt and uh anyway so i would not put it past the egyptians to somehow have we find some text of some submarine but anyway so the sketches though technically technically were from leonardo da vinci and it was his sketch and it was in his sketchbook (laughs) leonardo dicaprio (laughs) he's a great guy great Great guy guy. amazing inventor yeah wow he's Um, lived a long time (laughs) now he needs to play leonardo da vinci in a movie that's what he needs that would be pretty funny uh but yes the first sketches were created by leonardo da vinci uh, he kept these sketches secret because he did not want war to be more scary and violent than it was before. I've always thought about that. To be honest with you, I I feel like I would have been that person who would have just been creating war machines and sketches and ideas. Well, you have and a mind like Da Vinci, like oh, I, I'm not saying I'm like Da Vinci. <laughs> I'm All not, I'm saying I'm is, to say that oh, okay. <laughs> I was just saying like I appreciate the flattery, but uh, thinking of Da Vinci in yeah. his mind, his like brilliant mind. Yeah, I'm sure he thought, but he was the first person. Uh, I believe helicopter sketches too. It was a very interesting I version remember that. of one. Yeah, I've seen that before actually. But yeah, no, he yeah, he had like sketches. I don't know if he had fully fleshed out like mechanical ideas of that would work. Listen, when I was I'm not even joking, maybe ten to thirteen, I I would draw war machines. Like I War machines? Listen to me, man. I'll say one. I hope I'll, those sketches never see the light of day. <laughs> Honestly, I think I have a notebook at the parents' house. Oh god. Um one of them being, I, I felt like Leonardo because I felt like, oh, you know, the, the thought is always, well, if I was back then, man, I would have been able to make everything. Like, yeah. <laughs> but of course, you're built in our own society now that leads to that. It'd be but, like it'd be like living right now and you just going, invent it right now. Invent yeah. something brand new. I had you this, know what I mean? I don't, never mind. I don't want to go down <laughs> my side. Are you, are you sure, though? The listeners might. I, okay. Well, I had an invention where the guy would stand. So imagine like a triangle. Um, oh my god! And it's made of good. wood. And it's like crossbows, right? But you sit in the middle of it, and you have like a lever that shoots. So basically, there's holes out. It does. I can't do it without a. In a full circle. A full circle. So then you just sit in the battlefield, and but how would you reload? Huh? 
How much time would it take you to reload that? Oh, I don't know. I, I'm just saying it would be like basically <laughs> like a, a volley shot, which remember those old history shows that would show all yes. the old war. So that was a big proponent of me writing sketches of all these <laughs> war machines. Oh my God. Yeah. Too many history. That That's the reason why we're here. Honestly, right? honestly, it's history channel. It's that history channel and stuff. And they man. would show all the old time, uh, how they make different crossbows, how they had different versions of cannons. And man, I was deep. Dude. I was deep. I, I vivid, like one of the ones that really stuck with me from history was, um, they what a had, great channel. They, I know. They had a whole show. God, History Channel. Uh, please support us. <laughs> we will support Any you somehow. Any kind of support. Just give us t-shirts. We'll like, promote all. your shows. We'll do it. Our name says Casual History. We can be like a, yeah. a little blip on your your we gotta little get good, network. Jeffrey. We, we got to get, get good. good. <laughs> we got to get good. We got to get an audience. <laughs> hey, for those 145 of you that are subscribed, you guys rock. You're the fucking best. We don't know who you are, how you found us, to be honest, because we really haven't done much other than posting yeah consistently uh, consistently and out of enjoyment so pretty cool yeah thank you guys we went on a wide circle yeah. there. anyways i was just gonna finish my thought then <laughs> yeah. we get right back please to the yes please my only thought was uh the history channel episode that i remember was talking about how uh earlier civilizations had technology that we have now way Plumbing. before yeah it was like irrigation it was also like technically like bombs mm-hmm. and like um Electricity uh, batteries in Egypt. I keep going back to the Egyptians. When you said the arrows, I immediately thought they had those. uh, What do you? I don't know how to describe it. Besides, like tubes lined up. Uh huh. That's like a volley shot. That's exactly what I'm thinking. It's like a say volley shot like that on a cannon wheels. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, like the Chinese. Crazy. Anyways, crazy. crazy. Uh, The fact that like how little we know about even our past at how advanced they were. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because when you think of the past sometimes, it's very easy to get like, well, they don't have Well, I'm not going to lie. John Hancock and a few others have gotten me to believe that there was a high society before the last Ice Age happened. Yeah. Like a, a high society being, uh, I don't know up to th- us where what we are point? now, but they've gotten, I mean, all the evidence they've proposed and reasons for the culture being the way it is mm-hmm. in similar situations and people and across different cultures that were miles apart it's got me in yeah. so i'm gonna have, have to read to, this book oh i'm gonna have to go over i i want to go over it in a podcast part of the reason why i'm digesting it all but um so leonardo right. yes. da vinci <laughs> was known to be the first to sketch of a submarine yes supposedly um the drawings of the submarine were basically a empty shell with a conning tower at the top okay by reading the notes and sketches of leonardo's submarine scientists discovered that there was not enough mechanics for the submarine to actually submerge underwater mm-hmm. but uh the ship's name was not submarine it was called a ship to sink another ship so very creative leonardo yeah uh, <laughs> it's like a poetry line. It is. It is. I thought. I thought you'd enjoy that. That that was the name of it. Ship to sink, to sink another, another ship. ship. Okay. Yeah. Seems pretty straightforward. You should have just called it sunken ship. You know? Yeah. You know. You get right. Because then so. it's a twofold meaning. Because it's sunken <laughs> underwater. Yeah. Yes. Anyway. Beautiful. <laughs> I'm gonna open my drink. So continue. Dude, go for it. Um. Okay. So let's go ahead to the next iteration of the yes. submarine. So the first sub ever built, uh, British mathematician William Bourne made some of the earliest known plans for a submarine in 1578. This is way earlier than I thought the submarines, uh, yeah, the idea for submarines were around. To be quite honest, yeah, with it seems you. pretty pretty old. Uh, the world's first working prototype was built in the 17th century by uh, Cornelius Drebbel. I think I'm saying that right. 
mm. a Dutch uh, polymyth that an in, inventor mm-hmm. uh, in the employment of the British King James the First. Okay, we're yes. supposedly related to King. No, 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 King George. We're we're related to the bad one, man. Yeah, who do you know his name? <laughs> uh, the one that beheaded all his wives. Yeah, the that, King Henry the Eighth. That's it. Sorry, ah. I said King James, it's King Henry. <laughs> my bad. So unfortunately. Well, again, that's not confirmed. I believe we have that in some ancestry book somewhere. Yeah, we do. I remember reading that. Yeah, it's from our dad's side. Yeah, crazy. Uh, Drebbel's first sub was probably a modified rowboat coated in grease leather and manned by a team of oarsmen, right? That's exactly what I was right? imagining. Uh, sometime yeah. around 1620, he used it to dive 15 feet beneath the River Thames. What a man. Uh, during a demonstration witnessed by King James and thousands of astonished Londoners. Unfortunately, none of Drebbel's plans or engineering drawings has survived today, so historians can only guess about how this diving boat actually operated. Some accounts say it submerged via a collection of bladders or wooden ballast tanks, while others suggested that a sloping bow and a system of weights were used to propel the boat underwater when it was rowed at full speed. So, pretty basic stuff, but still a submarine. Technically yeah. a submarine. Yeah, I would call that a submarine. If you can, If you can maneuver underwater in a vehicle that's basically a submarine that's it that's all you need it's just a canister in the water what it has al- to sink below right yeah it has to go underwater you have to be in it and move it that's, that's it. really the proponents of a wow, submarine there's not a lot to a sub i mean yeah i don't think so <laughs> yeah. maybe there's a better um definition oh well, that's true so moving forward to 1775 and I've got, I've even got little diagrams here. I wish I could show. I mean, obviously podcast. But. We can post it on our Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, you know we've got two likes on our two new likes on our Facebook page. Nice. Yeah. Um, nice. Pretty That's cool. awesome. So we should post it there. We should. I should. We should do little wrap ups of like uh, the leftover information on our notes. Mm-hmm. Links uh, to and post them. Links to the the stuff where we. Yeah. yeah that'd be good. Yeah, that'd be great. So that people could do their own research. Yeah, I love that. Um, so. The next one was called literally the turtle, which I I love that name. Why why we call them submarines? Why can't we just call them the turtles? Um, True. <laughs> during the American Revolution, inventor and Yale graduate uh, David Bushnell uh, provided the colonists with a secret weapon in the form of an experimental submarine called the turtle. This was a one man wooden craft, and it relied on human power, hand cranked and foot uh, pedal propulsion. What? Yeah. The pedal-operated water tank allowed it to submerge in surface, and the lead ballast kept it upright in the water. If operated properly, it could approach an enemy ship undetected and use a screw to plant a mine filled with 150 pounds of gunpowder. What? <laughs> what year is this? This is uh, 1775. Wow. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. 22 years before the... Also wow. dangerous as crap. Have that much gunpowder strapped to a little metal tube? <laughs> I mean, with enough uh, um, war being taking place on the water, you would think we'd have yeah more than just a ship variation. I know there's different versions of a ship, right? No, like no, for, no war. for sure. But you'd think we'd have more than just the one kind of idea to attack and to maneuver and like to gain advantage. Right. So that's huge. But can you imagine? Like again, too. I'm just picturing the time period. Right when like armadas and stuff are around, uh, imagine you for the first time as a sailor seeing a little glint in the water that you don't know what it is. It could like be a, a creature. It could be it could be metal. You know what I mean? Like 
literally swimming towards you underneath the surface hmm. like what would you think how far i'm sure you uh, maybe there is and in that information you have does it say how deep it went or how deep it was able to go because if it's attacking ships no, i'm assuming in a say. port and like a port maybe that's like it's like a port um maybe it might have been obviously it might have been shallower at the very beginning yeah. for sure just like because i'm sure they don't have 40 feet 20 feet maybe. something like that maybe i don't i'm just throwing numbers out. no yeah okay all right, we're just going to keep on jumping through history yeah, until we good. get to a point. I like point. this. Yeah, I like this. All right. Are we going to get back to the Civil War? <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> <Okay>. Absolutely. <Yeah. laughs> we're just going we're never submarines. going back. We're never going <laughs> back. This podcast turned into just about our love for submarines. That's right. This is a submarine podcast. You didn't know? <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's okay. I know. I would figure you'd want all this information. I do. I, this makes it so much better. In my personal opinion, whether that means anything, Good. I don't know. But Good. So hopefully listeners aren't bored by submarines yet. <laughs> but I got one last one. Oh, no, I actually got a couple. I got two. Okay, so 1755, and then yep. now we're moving to... The Nautilus in 1800. Okay. Uh, this one was Short built by the American inventor Robert Fulton. It was an all-metal craft, uh, often called the first modern submarine. It is a 21-foot ship featuring several revolutionary inventions, including a cigar-shaped hull and copper conning tower. Hmm. Uh, it used hand-powered four-bladed propeller to move underwater, but also sported a collapsible mast and a fan sail for surface travel. So it was half boat, half, you know, uh, submarine Whoa, for this one. That's pretty big. Yeah. Okay. All right. And so in 1855, I'm just going to... Oh, that was 1855? No, that was 1800. Oh, now we're going to the Sea Devil. So we went 45 years to 1800 from the turtle to um, the first technically metal, all metal. metal. And then now yes. we're going to 1855. Yes. Okay. Uh, William Bauer built the first submarine in 1850, uh, but only narrowly escaped with his life after it sank 50 in 50 feet of water during a demonstration. Well, it's supposed to sink, is it not? <laughs> <laughs> yes, but how far? Yeah. Uh, undeterred, uh, the inventor in- included continued to experiment eventually received funding from a russian government for a new vessel mm. yeah right <laughs> not okay. suspicious after traveling to saint petersburg in 1855 he constructed the sea devil a 52 foot submersible capable in carrying a crew of a dozen men so all the previous submarines have been one-man shows well, yeah like you're just a yeah. tiny little capsule mm-hmm. technically a submarine this one is built for a dozen people to be in it Nice. 52 feet. Wow. This is a monster. Uh, the ship boasted several technological breakthroughs, including multiple ballast tanks for added buoyancy, a crude airlock, a propeller that was powered by crewmen operating an internal treadmill. Right? We got to get away from this. Yeah, just like run. <laughs> Pedal power. Just run, man. The just Sea run. Devil would eventually make more than 130 successful dives before being lost at sea. Uh, its most unusual feat came during the coronation of Caesar... Uh, Caesar Alexander II, when it submerged with a four-member brass band aboard. Witnesses later reported that they could hear a rendition of the Russian national anthem coming from beneath the waves. What? Right? What a cool way to just be like, hey, we're yeah. coming. Dude. <laughs> Scary Beware. <laughs> yeah, no joke. That's fun. All right, so that leads us to my actual story here. Yeah. Okay. So, the Hunley in 1863, smack dab in the middle... Civil War. Okay. You ready? Yep. Okay, so the Hunley was nearly 40 feet and was built in Mobile, Alabama. It was launched in July 1863. Then she was shipped by rail 
on the 12th of August, 1863, to Charleston. Uh, Hunley referred to, it was referred to as the fish boat or the fish torpedo boat mm-hmm. or the porpoise. That were the nicknames. The given. porpoise. The porpoise. Uh, <laughs> it, it sank originally on the 29th of August, 1863, during a test run, killing five members of her crew. Oh, like it sank, sank. Yeah, no, it sank, sank. Okay. But then they brought it back up. They convinced some more people to get in it. And it worked. Uh, she sank again on the 15th of so October. Is it human error? It's not human error then. It's just... I don't know if people knew what they were doing. Uh, yeah, true. Uh, it, she sank in the 15th of October in 1863, killing all eight of her second crew, hmm. including Horace Hunley himself. Oh, wow. Who was aboard at the time, even though he was not a member of the Confederate military. Both times, Hunley was raised and returned to surface. Wow. So this is them experimenting, obviously, and trying to make this work. Yeah. And not knowing why it wasn't working, mm-hmm. which is interesting. All right. So, and also to give context, the USS Housatonic, I believe, was mm-hmm. a Union warship blockading the harbor's entrance in South Carolina. Gotcha. So, so they need something to... Yes, that's right. So Get it out of the way. <laughs> so... As I started at the beginning of the podcast, on February 16th, 1864, the H.L. Hunley was lying in wait on the east coast of Charleston Harbor, off the coast of South Carolina. The submarine had been there for months, practicing, practicing for its crucial mission and waiting patiently for flat seas. Hmm. Right. On its bow, it carried the source of its destructive power. A spar made of wood and metal was bolted to a pivot at the bottom corner of the boat's leading edge. And as far as the end of the spar was a copper cylinder the size of a keg, the boat's torpedo. The p- torpedoes at the time were simply stationary bombs, uh, very different from the modern independent devices that can propel them through the water from a great distance. So they had to get up close. And is it... Like literally attach it to the hull, like get right up to the boat, attach it to the hull, and then set it off. And they're not going to... Do they expect... That they're not going to die from that? Like, do they expect that they're... I'm pretty sure the plan is... To get out alive. It, Run. You know, swim away. Yeah. <laughs> and get then out of uh, dodge. And then blow up the ship. Before we go any further... Yes. I think that's a perfect place to stop for an ad break. Let's do it. All right. So where we left off... Yeah. We were talking about the HL Hunley. Uh, we were talking about its torpedo capabilities. That's right. Uh, the keg. That's right. The keg. So they literally torpedoes weren't like the torpedoes that you think of today which still amazed me that we've invented that <laughs> like, what like torpedoes yeah that... just in general the the i i i imagine swimming in water and then i imagine <laughs> oh wait let's make a thing that can swim through water and then you tell yeah. it where to go in water it's an underwater bullet man yeah but it just feels <laughs> difficult <laughs> <laughs> it feels difficult, you know, to create. Like, every time I've seen a submarine movie, anytime mm-hmm. I've seen that, I'm like Red October, huh? Yeah, Red when, October. Exactly. When they like shoot the the torpedoes at another submarine or a ship, mm-hmm. it's always like seems real science fiction-y, doesn't it? What well, seems pretty difficult. Like it just seems like <laughs> slow. I imagine I just wonder how slow they're moving. Right. And what is the time? I, I guess I I could Google this and yeah. find this out. But, but but to put it in context, right? Most of the time, like ships are moving fast, but relatively fast on the water. Yeah. Like you're not talking, you know, 
You're not uh, going 100 miles right, per hour. Right, you're not yeah. going 100 miles per hour. You're not needing the track. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, Which is you can have a semi-slow torpedo, and there, there's not really much you can do to completely turn your ship around right. and move out of the way. Which is what makes me... It just would almost be in slow motion in my mind oh yeah i'm sure it's not as much as i think it is but in my mind every time i've seen a movie i'm like it's going two miles an hour it's well it's one of those things where <laughs> yeah. it's like the boat's so big yeah you can't like to to react to get something that is do we know how a submarine sorry this is no not, do we know how a submarine shoots torpedoes now like do we just does it have a tracking device of some sort I'm sure Does it just in... shoot in a line? No, I'm sure they built in some sort of like we've wow. gotten way wow, past that point. This is a point. gap of my knowledge. I'm just <laughs> now too. realizing. Wait a minute, I have no clue. I've totally not how learned how a torpedo works. <laughs> like, because in my mind, what works to my mind is all right. Line the it up. Same torpedo from <laughs> from all up, the movies. Line it up, Red October. Line up the tor- the submarine right in a straight line to the ship. That's now it. shoot it. It's like shooting a gun, you know? Yeah. You just shoot it. You aim it and you shoot it. Right. I wonder if that's how it is. And I'm sounding completely ignorant here. I, I'm sorry. No. I need to Google this. I'm sure we've made huge advancements in like tracking stuff, but when was the last time like Let's make an assumption. When was the last we time we've there? used torpedoes? That's a good question. Um, when was the last time? I think all the time, right? Like we still use torpedoes now. Like they're still I think active. Submarines are like the oh, secret true. weapon, man. No, it's true. If you have, to be honest, I feel like currently, I, I bet you we have a bigger fleet of submarines that no one knows about. Oh yeah. Like I almost that is the secret weapon. Like the ships of air control. Yeah, hell yeah, that's big importance. Mm-hmm. But if you had a fleet of submarines. That's pretty intimidating and scary. Think about think about Imagine, creating a big enough submarine where you could carry a full like army fleet in there. I'm sure we do. And well, we do. I mean, we do. Talk about like yeah. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying though. Like I don't hear any news about like submarine updates. Well, see the thing. It's the same thing with uh, like flights. You know, like the new um, the new jets or the new prior, sure. uh, fighter jets. But right? I feel like I hear more about that military upgrades. Well, we can see it technically. I mean, well, not we can see it, but almost yeah. feels like a bigger uh, reason for excitement. Not excitement, but bigger reason for news. Right. If we found out tomorrow the new next submarine is now camoufl like you know camouflageable. Right. Well, that's a horrible yeah, phrase. Yeah. I just You're, okay. <laughs> You're okay. You're okay. We know, know what like, you mean. Like the fighter jet who can be non-detected by radar. Yes. Imagine a submarine came out tomorrow. Oh, I'm sure we have that. No, we already. Ha- no, that's already been a thing. Yeah, but my my thing was it's not as I don't know why newsworthy. Is that weird to say? Like it's not in the news. Why are subs not newsworthy? Well, who's going out and looking for sub <laughs> news about submarines? The new advanced. I am submarines. after this podcast. So I. Listen, this is. <laughs> I not, need to know where we're at. Yeah, they're extremely at terrifying the, to me. No, for real. You like, can shoot off bombs from anywhere in the ocean. You can attack anyone from anywhere. Um, you can yeah. be undetected for. I don't know how long they can stay down there. Again, my gap yeah, for is, long, long periods of time. I have a gap in my mind right now, and I'm sounding so ignorant, but it's something I just don't know about: is submarines that kind of area of water building water water. Um, <laughs> what, 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 I'm, I'm loving every device. second of this because uh, Jeffrey's usually 
the person that knows like knows. little bits about almost everything, just yeah, little bits at yeah. least, like not full context. No, no, but this is a horrible, horrible gap. <laughs> so I'm loving every second of him struggling, going, "What is happening?" I'm trying to put most times with a lot of things. I'm not saying everything, but a lot of times you can put your common sense to a subject, and you kind sure. of can get a, a sense about every subject. Yeah. This one for me, I got nothing. Yeah, it just seems like a black hole. I got of, nothing. <laughs> this is why you need this podcast, Jeff. See, this is why we're doing this podcast That's right. we're you trying to this. both learn along the way and you're teaching me i'm learning something That's new right. you're filling in a gap of information <laughs> for me wow. i know we're gonna have to go look up about some modern submarines because i don't even know where they're at technically. honestly uh i don't i need to i need to I'm update assuming my knowledge they on look this how i think they look <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming they the look. look hasn't changed from the civil war they're just the Not same the civil war i'm thinking red october yeah, like, that's my mind. I submarines. mean, they're definitely different now, man. True, they're definitely different. Probably, like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, hundred percent. They've adapted to the modern age. We just, I just don't think I've heard any like news articles. Again, on them. man, who's writing, sitting there waiting for the next submarine update? You're right. Everybody wants to hear about the next. Is there lasers. Area 51 for submarines? You know, I want to know if there is. I want to know now. <laughs> A full, uh, you know, sunken habitat base. underwater. Yeah, full sunken base. But, but you wouldn't like, create the submarines underwater, so that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I'm not talking about creating submarines. I was, because I was about to try to compare uh, Area 51 to underwater. So, um, anyway, let's oh get back God. to the subject at hand. Yes, please. Okay. So, in 1864, um, the H.L. Hunley was going to go on its mission, which was to sink the Housatonic that was in the Charleston Bay area. What that was name? blockading mm-hmm. Charleston Bay. Uh, so to complete its mission, the Hunley would need to approach the target closely, then use a spar to press the charge directly against the side of the enemy's hull. Okay. Uh, so a sailor watch aboard the Housatonic spotted a silver and dark metal hull exposed, ab- exposed above the surface of the water and alerted the others. The submarines were a new technology, but the men could not understand the deadly shape in the water. Their cannons weren't positioned to hit the target, and an object so close by and down below, so they attacked with small arms fire, but the submarine remained undeterred. Well, yeah. Like, I'm imagining, like, imagining being a sailor and not, never seeing a submarine in my life, mm-hmm. and that coming towards you, like, there's nothing you can do, nothing's turning I away. wonder if you even know that it's man-made. You know, at that I point, don't know. at that point, do you think, oh, this is... And, like we're and, being attacked. Yeah, you, I wonder if you know. I, I'm obviously since they're shooting at it, but yeah. you're probably just like, "What in the world is this?" Right. So the HL Hunley ple- pressed his torpedo snugly against the Housatonic side. Mm. One of the three thin metal rods protruding from the leading face of the bomb depressed slightly against the wooden hull. The fragile wire holding the rod precariously in p- place snapped, freeing the coiled energy from the compressed spring that was firmly wrapped around the rod's body. The rod smashed into the pressure-sensitive caps inside the charge and then released a fiery inferno. As the black powder exploded, the copper casing ripped open, releasing the fearsome pressures of explosive black powder into the water against the wooden hull of the Housatonic. Wow. So a spray of shattered wood planks burst upward from the ship's deck. The submarine had hit its target, punching a lethal blow through the ship's underbelly. The force of the blast rippled through the entire ship. Even the sailors... Uh, at the bow, nearly 200 feet away, instantly understood that their vessel would soon be at the ocean floor. So it literally just ripped a hole. Yeah. Ripped a hole. Wow. Uh, once the torpedo had detonated on the Housatonic, 
the submarine had signaled to the shore that she had completed her mission and was on her way back home. Confederates on the shore lit a fire to help guide the submarine back to land, but instead, the Hunley disappeared into the sea. What? Yes. They never returned. You know what I think happened? What? I think What's they... Your guess? Well, um, my assumption would be that the, the bomb that they set off hurt, like, obviously, I don't know if something distri- hurt uh, the submarine as well. Hmm. And well, that maybe something went wrong, and then as they were coming back, they're like, oh, wait, this is not working anymore, this is messed up, and then they sunk to the bottom of the ocean. I believe this is still, like, when you picture it, um, the submarine is still man-powered by, like, pedal power. So there is, like, a crew, literally... What's with the pedal power? Uh, just, I don't I don't think uh, they knew underwater how, like, having an engine would work. Yeah. <laughs> Or having some sort of propelling, you know what I mean? Like I don't yeah. know. I think they hadn't figured that out yet. Obviously, this civil war, civil war era times. Yeah. But uh, but yes, I believe there was like an eight to nine man crew, literally like got a lead guy, mm-hmm. but everybody else was literally pedaling. Yeah. To move the sub. But wow. yeah, so it, they never showed up. So like the families got signaled that like everything was good. They got the all clear. Yeah. And then just never returned to shore. Okay, so then they the ship went down. I'm assuming. Yes, and it fully sunk. And yeah, were they able to get Charleston? What you said that through the blockade, right? This the Houstonic. Right. Well, was the Houstonic was blockading uh, inward. Yes. Yeah. So I believe so, but the real mystery lied in the fact that the submarine did not show back up. Hmm. Uh, my so, assumption would be that again, but it get, it's like right after you do the job, you right. think everything's okay. I would assume, but I, I guess we could have just if if that was an assumption or a normal assumption, someone would have excavated, not excavated, sorry, um, did a search. Right. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder if they did do a whole search. It didn't even because if if they didn't find it, then that would be even more what you know that would be even more. Um, well, I. I don't believe they did. Huh. They never... Jacob, we're going to go make ourselves in the history books right now. We're going to go do a, a search. Of I mean, their families didn't. I'm Charleston about to tell Harbor. you that we have found the sub. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. We, as modern, it was yeah. lost to wow. the, the people for hundreds of years. Yeah. Like, the, if they did send out a search party for the people that were in that sub, yeah. how would not you find, find it? You know, yeah. How would you? Uh, so... Okay, so 136 years later, in 2000, a massive custom-built water tank, uh, archaeologists sorted patiently through the muck and silt that had slowly filled the hull of the submarine. They had found it. They found it. It was assuming that the blast had ruptured the sub, drowning its occupants. Hey, but I was then, on the money. the Hunley was raised in 2000. Salvage experts were amazed to find the eight-man crew poised as if they'd been caught completely unaware by the tragedy. Woody, meaning they were still sitting in their seats, no shine of struggle of any kind. You know how you would instinct would kick in, right? Like if well, the if, submarine if was, it was going filled down. up with water too, like if how would it go down? Well, if it just went down to the ground, mm-hmm. you don't think that you'd try to climb for an exit, right? They were all sitting in their seats, sitting as if nothing happened. Like huh. that's how they died. Oh, they had to die from. Not an explosion, but like 
um, lack of air. Well, this assuming. was this was the mystery that scientists were aiming to solve. So all were sitting at their posts, and there was no evidence that there had been an attempt to flee the floundering vessel. Uh, now researchers at Duke University believe they have the answer. Three years of experiments on many test subs have shown that the torpedo blast mm-hmm. would have created a shockwave great enough to instantly rupture the blood vessels in the lungs and brains of the submariners. Oh my god! So the shock. So they did it, and then the shockwave traveling through the water hit the submarine, which is a tin can, and then kept bouncing within it. Oh my god! And this is not the worst part. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So that's that was their uh, wow. new discovery. So that's why they would just kind of, they're obviously f- they turned around and then they they were ready to go. Yeah, and the reverberation of the explosion they hit got them hit with the shockwave. Yo, so to quote Doctor Rachel Lance, uh, this is a characteristic of trauma of blast victims. They call it blast lung. Uh, you have an instant fatality that leaves no marks on skeletal remains. Unfortunately, their soft tissues. Uh, that would show us what happened have decomposed in the past hundred years. Um, so did it fill up with water? Obviously, filled up with water and silt. If that's what they're yes, you said because it's been sitting at the sea floor for one hundred and thirty years. Yeah, but um, but the skeleton showed obviously like they were still sitting. Whatever remains they had, that's pretty creepy. Yeah. So uh, the farthest away uh, the crew was away from the blast was about forty-two feet. The shockwave blast traveled about. 1,500 meters per second in the water, 340 meters per second in the air, the researchers calculate. So this bomb they set off was a doozy. So the torpedo that made their mission successful is what killed them. Wow. Uh, while a normal blast shockwave traveling in the air would last less than 10 milliseconds, uh, Lance calculated that the Hunley's crew's lungs were subjected to 60 milliseconds or more of trauma. So... That's quoting her again. It says that creates the worst kind of scenario for their lungs. Sheer forces would tear apart the delicate structures that were the blood supply uh, meets the air supply, filling the lungs with blood and killing the crew instantly. (sighs) Yeah. All the physical evidence points to the crew taking absolutely no reaction or response to the flood or loss of air. If anybody had survived, they may have been tried to release the keel uh, ballast weights with the bilge pumps to pump the water or try to get out of the hat, try to get out of the hatches. Yeah. But none of these actions were taken. Yeah. So they all just, yes. So that is the mystery of the Hunley. Wow. Yes. That's insane. That way to go is insane. Right. But it is literally down in the history books as the first instance of a submarine actually successfully taking down another ship as intended. Successful as intended. And then in the process, right. But you could say this thing was bad luck. Two other crews previously had died. It could have been from the same thing. It didn't even say. I I read something that it could have been from the same things, but when the crew went down, no one knew why they had died, and so they just brought it back up and was like, well, something went wrong. Oh, you mean they tried to explode the bombs beforehand? Well, they're... Again, we don't really know, but the tests, you know how it said twice before this? Being tested, they didn't know that there was a... Yeah. So it might have happened multiple times, and the crew just did not know. The they submarines thought they were died so new. from another reason. Right. And Back the submarining was yeah. so new that they wouldn't have any idea. That's intense. Yeah. But uh, it was a mystery for 130 years. Just, yeah. And yeah, and those uh, the families never understood 
what happened to their loved ones. You're riding in an experimental. Yes. Um, it's it's literally a tin can. Uh, reading it, it was it was trying to imagine being. Um, I'd love to see a photo. Yeah, there there are photos of this thing, but the description really hit home because it was like this is the most basic of basic that you can get. Mm-hmm. So it's literally a metal cylinder, mm-hmm. like no air conditioning. No yeah. air filtered. Yeah. Air no air filtered. Uh, the, yeah, air a, conditioning. That's a Sorry. funny. That yeah. is funny. Implement. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have air conditioning down here? No, Sorry. you know. I know. You know what I'm trying they to say. They didn't have filtered air. Yeah, that's what no, you're trying no to say. No filtered air. Yeah. So they, they were literally breathing hot air through a tube to the surface mm-hmm. whenever they could. They were just making it work. CO2 levels, man. Right. Uh, crammed in. These eight people were crammed like shoulder to shoulder to each other. Mm. Uh, it's literally a tin can. Yeah. Uh, wrapped with explosives and things to take down ships on the outside. Which yeah. Is, it's just you pretty insane idea. You have to be brave, but you're, it's hot, but that whole... I'm sure it's a very is, uh, uncomfortable experience. Yeah. Yes. and But the coolest thing is, is the Hunley is now on display in uh, North Charleston, South Carolina at the Warren Latch Conservation Center in Cooper River. Let's go. Yeah. That's what I was saying. I was immediately like... And there are pictures of it... Uh, what that we should I would like do to post. when we post this podcast, yeah. we should attach some photos on Facebook or Twitter, or Instagram, whatever we're posting on. Absolutely. And so people can look at what we're about to talk about. Because that's my, I, I want to see it. I also want to see all the descriptions you, you've uh, brought up of the other submarines. <laughs> and now I got to, <laughs> to go, look at I have to Google summer, submarines. Mine. Yes. Yeah. And I'm yeah. sure they're non-detectable from oh, radar. Oh, yeah, dude. And, dude, dude I, yeah. <laughs> I know. It's not even a know. question. That's a really good one. But yeah. So I thought that was an interesting story. And I think it mainly interested me just because I had no idea how early mm-hmm. we uh, implemented building subs. I, I don't, In my mind, well, it was always a very modern weapon. Yeah. When you, when you mentioned submarine and you put the words together, Civil War, like mm-hmm. that does not go together in my no, mind of a neither. picture of being used, even if it was for the first time, being used in warfare. The first time during the Civil War is pretty insane. I would be I would be legit terrified. <laughs> yeah. In the seventeen hundreds if I saw a submarine <laughs> coming towards my ship. Yeah. Like that is some future that's yeah, some you future. You're talking scary about the turtle. Crap. The turtle. The turtle. Yeah. Yes. But I have all those sketches as well, uh, in my notes, which I'll try to post as well. So you can kind of see the different iterations and uh how far the designs came from just the idea sparked by Leonardo yeah. to actual impl- implementation. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was a very interesting story and mystery for a while. Yeah. No, it's a good one. It's a good uh, deep dive. There's a lot to talk about there in general. There is. About submarines. Like, I could keep talking about the craziness of submarines. So, <laughs> Same. So, Same. Uh, have you seen the underwater habitats that people live in for yeah. to prepare for space? So I imagine you have to get there by submarine. So, <laughs> or you just dive down and they just leave you there. Do you know how far underwater? I don't remember how far no, underwater I don't. it is. But you're gonna um, have to tell me about all this stuff. The next, uh, not the next, but the next version of society will be underwater. <laughs> I think it'll be underwater before it's on the moon or on not on the moon. Are you sure? I don't know before it's on the moon. But I think before we're outside of Mars, I think we're gonna have to go to the sea. I think it's mm. such a thing we don't know about. And just talking about submarines, sorry. Uh, but this goes into that whole world of thought for me of, huh, 
Yeah. That's got to be the next iteration of society. And not to throw another like little like thought point, but the idea of nuclear submarines just floating around the ocean. Yeah. Other terrifying. countries, not just ours. Imagine something going wrong and that's oh, now you the know ocean. stuff has gone wrong. But but that the effects of that on life in mm-hmm. the ocean that would reverberate through everywhere. I feel like we would know. You there there th- are stories I've read. Okay, I'm going to have to do some more research and tell yeah. you. But there is definitely some stories of like massive like fuck ups of nuclear submarines and going submarines off. in general not going off, but like dangerous things happening. Oh that are not yeah, supposed like to close happen. to and people losing submarines. Like there are lost um, man. Just drain, really... drain drain the earth. Let's see what's at the bottom <laughs> of let's everything. Just, let's just move all the water out. Can we for a second? I just want to see <laughs> what is what's the underneath there for like two seconds. Did you see? By the way. Um, I, maybe this should be another five minute, the five minute history, but there's an article about water. We found an ocean under our layer of ocean. Yes. So th- yeah. There's like another ocean. You know how there's like, uh, how certain densities of water don't mix. Uh huh. That yes, there are lakes underneath lakes. There are oceans. Well, I'm oceans. saying there's like the earth's crust right underneath the oh, ocean. Oh. And then underneath that, there's a pocket of water. Huh? I saw. I wonder this how could be, hot. I could sound ignorant. I saw this on, um, this is going to sound horrible. I don't get on TikTok. Okay. I really don't. No way. Listen to me. I don't get on TikTok. Don't even. I don't get on TikTok. You're telling me somehow this was on TikTok? Someone was presenting this information. Okay. So I follow some history guys and some science guys. And it was one of them who posted about new discovery of we found another ocean in our earth's crust like underneath our oceans there's another pocket of hot water that who knows what could be living there sure that was the premise of the whole tiktok oh, okay God. but it got me interested in thinking what the hell dude the ocean's scary man <laughs> very that's scary. a very it's a very big unknown all of it yeah dude also question to our listeners which makes me cringe to say it out of my mouth yeah would you guys watch history tiktoks <laughs> You know what? You should do that. I I would propose that you would be good at that. Why? Why would I be good at that? I think you could do 30 seconds like we're doing now. And you, even if it was a, um, say, hey, if you want to know more, you can link I don't know if anybody would care. I think if you gave interesting information, I follow the, there's a few guys on there that just present like 30 second mental thoughts or discoveries or something interesting. I love it. And they get thousands of likes on there, man. Got to get with the times. I know, man. I'm just old man yelling at the sky at this point. You might be. I think that should be something you should (laughs) test. I'm at that level. We should test a casual history TikTok. Oh, my God. And you can give 30, even if it's on previous episodes. And you can kind of get I swore I'd never be on TikTok. But if it's for the podcast, if people cared... And it was for yeah. the podcast, I would consider. Well, I want to start moving this to YouTube as well. Just the yes. audio. Um, but eventually, maybe if we, hey, 40 episodes in. It would be in, perfect for five-minute history. 20 man. episodes in, we could do a narration slash video montage. Or maybe even if we get, if we feel up to it, man, what? look look our stuff up. We can put some cameras and uh, film it live. Oh, yeah. Get, like, an actual, like, film setup. Yeah, maybe. That'd be fun. <laughs> For Sunday episodes. That'd be fun. Um, it could just be an interesting thought. It would be. Yeah. Thank you. So, that's another thing we have to get into that's is right. oceans under oceans. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much. There's, There's so much to talk about. Literally. I we could literally have a podcast. All the time, Jacob. This is the thing, Jeff. <laughs> we could literally have a podcast with no title, like, and have these discussions because I could talk about this for hours. 
Well, there's also like the the amount of years, years of information. So, and just to reference of what I'm listening to now, the John Hancock book, right? Mm-hmm. When we're describing these civilizations, there's thousands of years, like thousands of years of time spanning between then and now. And yeah. the, like what we think we know, we're, I think about the difference in knowledge from 1800s to now oh, for yeah. us, oh, right? Yeah. Just for me and like Dude, my general, that's like a close history to me. 1800s to now seems pretty relatively close, mm-hmm. right? We feel like we have a pretty good grasp on it. Yeah. Farther back and farther back you go like a thousand years ago. There's so much that has happened and is always happening. It just blows my mind. There's so much to talk about all the that's, time. That's why this podcast is perfect, man. We yeah. have so much stuff for episodes. We're nerds in talk the best about, way. I know. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I, I've i accepted it. Yeah. You, you you just learn to accept it. <laughs> it's a piece of me. I got. I love it. I learned to love it. I can't help but want to consume everything to know. What? You mean the Aztecs did what? There's an ancient civilization. Dude, there's what? something about like, there's I something to be know. said about that. Yeah, like knowing, I know. knowing this stuff. Uh, and honestly... The people listening, they obviously care enough too. Hopefully, 145 of you so far. That's it's right. Pretty great. So, uh, Podcast uh, 11. So, if you guys do like this episode, please leave a review. Uh, that helps us out so much on getting found and having new members and have more people to discuss this with for you guys and for us. Uh, yeah, we really appreciate you guys listening. Yeah. yeah. This is a good episode, Jake. Thanks, Thanks for bringing man. it in. Thanks. All right. Submarines. <laughs> Submarines. And the Civil War. Trust me. Civil War seemed to be a background. <laughs> it did. It was more about the shock of the time period. Anyway. Honestly, we went down submarines and Civil War got the back seat. And there's so much to get in with the Civil War. We're going to have to revisit it we in are. depth and depth. Dude, there's so much to get in. That's, that's the best part yep, about the this best podcast, part. man. We have all the time in the world. We do, technically. <laughs> we can record whatever we want. That's right. Whenever we want. 50 uh, episodes a day, guys. That's it. All right. Well, for those who don't know, five-minute history episodes every Wednesday, deep dive episodes every Sunday. Um, we have a Twitter, Facebook page, uh, all stuff that you can get in contact with us about. Yeah. And uh, we'll yeah. post some links to some information if you want to do your own research or you just Google it, whatever right. helps. Um, yeah. You're listening to Casual History. We'll see you next week. Thanks. Thanks.